welcome to Damsels in Dialogue, a podcast dedicated to the female protagonists in fiction, film, and the stage. Co-hosted by Katie Zutter and India Marie Paul. For our fourth season, we take a deep dive into the leading ladies of the Golden Age musicals and discuss just how well these Hollywood and Broadway characters have aged. This episode, we are grabbing our sweaters and heading to Pine Tree, Vermont to discuss the Haynes sisters in Irving Berlin's White Christmas. Welcome, everyone. We are back in season four. Woo! Can you believe it? Um, I'm so excited. <laughs> you also, for rolling with the punches, now that the world is at least a little bit on their feet, mm-hmm. uh, we uh, are getting a little more busy. So thank you for adjusting to our new podcast season schedule. Yeah. And so we are excited to continue. Yeah, we're excited to like hop in and do a longer season and it'll be lots of fun. So thank you for <laughs> joining us. Katie, what are we talking about today? Well, my friends, <laughs> I know that you all had a lovely holiday season. However, we have decided it is not over yet. <laughs> um, so <laughs> this season uh, is all about Golden Age musicals. And we're mm-hmm. going to be talking about the leading ladies from that. And we decided as our first episode, we would talk about White Christmas. Woo. So this one's a little bit different than the other ones because this one truly is a movie Mm -hmm. musical it is a Mm -hmm. musical film is what they called it so it's a little bit different than the other ones but we still we still decided i mean it's still a golden age musical it came out in the golden age since now is is now a broadway musical so you know it works it qualifies every everything back then was like back and forth like Mm -hmm. there are things that do musicals uh, uh broadway shows and musical movies right away there are people that break it up but the golden age, like pop music, was theater music too. So like, yes, it, it's very interchangeable. The golden age. Oh, for sure. Which this exactly is that. This a hundred percent is that because so just like a teeny bit of background on the film mm-hmm. itself. So it came out in 1954 by Paramount Pictures. Uh, this was a very big deal for very big deal for Paramount. But it's also funny to me personally because so they had put out holiday in mm-hmm. like just before this like the, the season before this we're like ah oh, great love it cute what if we do it again <laughs> like literally again the yeah. same song still yeah. using mm-hmm. white christmas still mm-hmm. like all of that. Irving Berlin, so, the whole thing all the yeah Irving Berlin songs all the things we're gonna do the same uh, 2.0 so the biggest thing about this that made it different than it's very suspiciously familiar um, predecessor uh, was that it was filmed in Technicolor and it was the first film ever released in Vista Vision. So this was a widescreen process that was developed by Paramount Pictures. And it was a huge deal. So this was kind of, this was like the predecessor of like the widescreen visuals of Mm -hmm. films today Mm -hmm. Uh, so that was a huge deal everyone was very excited about it everyone was thrilled that made it very special but it does make me giggle because it is so similar to Hollywood it's so similar yeah it's the same set it's the same set Mm -hmm. like identically the same set yep and then they also (laughs) wanted the same two characters which they could not get Mm-hmm. The men, the men were all over the place, and that we can talk in after hours. But yes. <laughs> the men are all over the place, um, so it, it did end up a little different. But yes, that's what stood it mm-hmm. stood it apart from mm-hmm. from Holiday Inn. Now, the 
director was um, Michael Kurtz, and mm-hmm. it featured songs from Irving Berlin. So just like Indy had stated earlier, a lot of these songs already existed. A lot of yep. them had already been done, much like Bing Crosby had performed White Christmas as a mm-hmm. solo multiple times before this movie came out. Mm-hmm. That was just a thing. So, um, but that was the thing to do. That was that yes. was that was what they did in this. No time judgment, period, so, and it we love that. Thing. Yeah, it, and it still yeah. was really cute. Like it turned out yeah. really great, and it's so funny because if you look up like reviews and stuff, it doesn't really have great reviews from the really? critics. No, but huh. it has such nostalgia. Yeah, and the music is so good. Yeah, that, and like, and it aged better than I thought it would. To be honest, I'll say um, that. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, it aged better than I thought it would because going into it. Uh, much like we do with any character, we look up backstory, which mm-hmm. backstory was holding oh, in 2.0. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and that's like basically it. They're like, how can we put all these songs together that we love Irma, Irving Berlin? And then do <laughs> that like tailored to these two gentlemen. Now, the one thing I will mention that we can like dive more into in the in the after hours, but is so when Danny Kay was officially signed on mm-hmm. instead of Fred Astaire, they actually brought in people to rewrite it for oh. him because it okay. had been written literally the whole this whole film had been designed around these two other mm-hmm. actors so mm-hmm. when they couldn't do it they brought some people in to rewrite it for k and obviously not the entire thing but but, but yeah he, 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 he's find out after unique, hours yeah. he's very find different because that's yeah. drama yeah. Um, oh, yay. yeah so but yeah so he is very different so they did they did rewrite it a little bit for him which is cool and clever and i really Liked the dynamic between him mm-hmm. and um, the actress who plays Judy, who is Vera Ellen. Now, Vera Ellen was a rocket. Mm-hmm. She she is a phenomenal dancer, and yes. you can tell. And I think it is great that she is stands next to Danny Kaye because Danny Kaye is a very physical actor. He mm-hmm. can still dance. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, but you just can't compete with her. So no. him being a physical actor, at least he he looked good next to her. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, I agree because um, that was yeah. just his acting style. Yeah. So I think that helped. I think if it wasn't an act. And out like a dancer dancer mm-hmm. next to her. It needed to at bare minimum be this. Yes. Because if it wasn't, you would just look silly. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's you cannot so take her your eyes off of her. No. Any she's number. <laughs> it's insane. She's so good. This was the highlight of her career, just as backstories for her. Obviously, well, highlight of career in the film industry, we will yes. say. Because she had such an interesting life. Like married essentially into royalty um later really? like yeah wild um Amazing. essentially but <laughs> yeah and then also obviously she's a big dancer so mm-hmm. her being a rockette and things like that is obviously a big deal as well but that's kind of where she's from and then the actress who played betty rosemary clooney was a big singer mm-hmm. a, like very popular at the time mm-hmm. singer um had some hits very similar to like what we've been saying where they're like yeah. music theater kind of yeah. is the yeah. same so yeah um after this too she kind of had her own life mm-hmm. uh things happened to her she actually was pulled out of um her very down days of um mm-hmm. various uh substance abuse yeah and was pulled out by i think it was danny Kay. Oh, it may have been McCrosby, but I think it was Danny Kay. Uh, reached out and was like, "Hey, we're doing a tribute. Like, would you come back and sing?" Like decades later, that's awesome. And so she came back and and did that and yeah, and everything. So um, so that was a little 
bit of a bummer to look into. Yeah. That she had such a hard time after such a lovely movie. And she was so young. She was in her early yeah. 20s when she did this. She was I had quite no young. idea. Yeah. Next to Bing Crosby, who was well over 10 years, like almost 20 years older than her. Yeah. I was about to like, say it's a couple decades, not, right? Yeah. It is. It's not. I don't think it's quite 20, but like pretty darn close. He was 51 Ew. making it. Yeah, so it's so 25 that was, year age. Oh my gap. gosh, so wrong. Age. Yeah, five years. So big. Yeah, <laughs> and you can tell on his side, yeah. he looks quite a bit older. Well, and Judy was older too. She was in her, I think, early 30s. 33. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, they're all, she was the youngest by like a decade. So it's like, it, it was a bummer to hear that she yeah. had that. And then I also going into it that made me frustrated before we go into the happy stuff um, <laughs> is much like other things that we research, you know, the, or, originating actors and actresses can really have an effect on the characters and it was a little bit of a bummer to find little to nothing about Mm -hmm. what the girls brought to the table it was all truly written for these men so that Mm -hmm. was a bit frustrating so the only things that we can really deduce (laughs) as Mm -hmm. opposed to that has been like blatantly stated Mm -hmm. is vera ellen that is a very clear choice to Mm -hmm. pick someone who cannot sing yeah. In a role that sings. Like, that was, they chose her for Did a reason. Did she sing for herself? No. Okay. Uh, she was dubbed by Trudy Stevens. There is some articles that say that Rosemary dubbed both, but that was then proven incorrect. Okay. okay. Um, and it's uh, Trudy Stevens did it. So, yeah, she didn't sing any of it. It was all Trudy Stevens. So you you have to deduce that yeah. they really wanted either her specifically or a very strong dancer, which mm-hmm. she does bring some a really nice dynamic to the group because then yeah. it's not just all we're sitting and hearing great songs and that's it you have some dance numbers and and just a variety Mm -hmm. i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah so um you know they obviously had to work around her not being able to sing Mm -hmm. in a show where this character sings so um there's that 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 i appreciate that Mm -hmm. for whatever reason she she was a trump card over that ability that they required yeah Uh, so that was cool they did interview rosemary for things okay i could not find anything about her in particular which was a bummer yeah. But she did make comments about the film. Like, for example, the scene where they're talking about um, food at the end of the night. Yeah. And like how – like that was improvised entirely by Bing Crosby. That's cool. From a conversation he had in real life. This That was just Bing Crosby being <laughs> so Bing Crosby. Being himself. Yes. Great. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> and she just rolled with it. So Good for her. Awesome for her. Yeah. <laughs> like – and I mean – all, all four actors are phenomenal. I know we're going to be deep yeah. diving into the, into the the ladies. Yeah. But they are all really great. And uh, I especially like the chemistry. And I'll talk about this when we get into to Judy. Mm-hmm. Uh, between Judy and Phil, those characters. I love – yes. Um, I'm very excited to talk about super, that. That's super interesting to me and really fun. That's all the base of this film. It did – like I said, it, it became a musical later. And maybe mm-hmm. we can talk about that later. But keeping to the golden age – Mm-hmm. Etta, the character analysis I went through and I like just have a couple comments of things for the ladies as a whole. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, I will preface this all with this movie is not the most structurally sound. What? But that is also <laughs> not why we like it. So, <laughs> yep. Yep. so some of this stuff that I'm going to say is going to be <laughs> like me asking India, was this a plot hole? Great. Or was this intentional? I'm ready. So, I'm here for it. I watch this every single year. So. 
like it's, it's such a classic yeah i mean like, I, like yeah, raise your hands if you've seen it yeah it's like podcasters I've, who are listening <laughs> <laughs> we'll totally see it um <laughs> but like i watch this movie every christmas eve now like i watch it every year and i usually try to watch it with my mom yeah um but if i'm not in town like i've actually moved to making my husband watch it with me on christmas eve it's It's, so fun it's just you know it's some good music it's some good dancing i yeah i do agree that i think it aged a lot better than i thought it would yes especially with the lead up and like not hearing about the women at all yeah 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 yeah, they don't come in for like 19 minutes i think so the women are mentioned I was like, oh, give me the I wrote it down <laughs> like a crazy person. So they are mentioned. Mm-hmm. We got a letter from Betty Haynes. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then they talk about the sisters. Mm-hmm. They are mentioned just shy of 18 minutes okay. into the film. And we officially meet them 19 minutes yep. into the film. So right on. Mm-hmm. I screen grabbed like Great. a psychopath for you. <laughs> followers you're welcome listeners you're so welcome <laughs> um, so um, yeah they don't enter which once again it's not our movie it was supposed yeah, to be Fred Astaire yeah, and really, yeah, it, yeah it really wasn't for them but we love them anyway <laughs> yes so the things about both of them that I just wanted to touch on before we mm-hmm. deep dive into them separately and obviously we'll have some some crossover yeah but one is an interesting character thing and one is just a plot thing mm-hmm. so the interesting character thing before we say something silly was so they are immediately set up to be like parallels mm-hmm. to the gentleman. Immediately. Yes. Almost verbatim how they talk mm-hmm. and the lines they are given, which is so interesting to me because I feel like that's not a thing anymore. Like now yeah. men and women are not finding, or relationships in general, are not yeah. finding matches that are the same as them. Yeah, it's, you're you're not meant to ever doubt that they're supposed to end up together. Like they're, yes. they're they're built for each other, and you can definitely tell that the women were written after the men's parts were written. Yes, well, and it's so funny because they're so similar. Like the couples are so similar to each other. It mm-hmm. is wild. no opposites attract. It's no. just like easy. No. They're the same. <laughs> yeah, which once again, they're just like spoon feed. Here's a fun movie. Yeah, did you like yeah. this song? <laughs> Please, <Yay>. guys. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that was it. Was like. Mm. Right on the money, right on the head. Yep. Okay, we got yep. it. All right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the other thing that is just, I don't know why they thought of this. And it's just so ridiculous. Their unnecessary inciting incident <laughs> is, oh, there's a warrant out for their arrest. I hate that so landlord. much. Like, <laughs> you, did, you couldn't think of anything else. Like, you couldn't just happen to be on the train well, together the next day. <laughs> like why <laughs> I mean it's funny don't get me wrong it makes me laugh but I'm like yeah. it's just so left field I am curious because I do know that the sisters reprise with the guys was them go- like Danny Kay and Bing Crosby were goofing yes. around and they the wrote director it put into it in. the movie yes, so I'm wondering I'm wondering what was this written is also before a like I yeah I was like I'm wondering if that was they had to write that so the guys had to cover for them leaving so I don't know if the warrant was put in to do the sisters' reprise. No idea. But it is the most random thing. It's so ever. random. Like, the, but the reprise like, is fun. I don't mind it. Do I they, don't mind oh, any I love of it. <laughs> but do but they just have like, like, do they have a why landlord? Is it a or are they like, why are they in Florida with a landlord? I could tell you. They're touring, it's, right? Like I don't. Yes. <laughs> I'm so like. 
confused. And like, I just, it just is so wild to me. The yeah. whole, that was so funny. Oh, the whole landlord bit. I'm like, what? Or like the whole yeah. the burn the carpet so I don't, routine. I'm like, what? Right. Maybe is this that's normal? something. Yeah. Maybe that just like, maybe we are too young. Maybe. Because I do you know? know there are quite a maybe. few, as there would be in any pop culture or media thing, there's okay. definitely stuff mentioned and phrases in this film that we just do not say anymore. True. Um, True. So maybe. I don't know if this is like a thing. I don't if, know. If anyone is really listening and grew up in that age, did Please the landlords like. Try to get you for a burned hole in a rug. Like, is that a thing? I don't know. Maybe we'll learn How how are they burning holes in the rug? I don't know. Candles? What? Flamethrower? I don't know. know. Couldn't couldn't tell you. Couldn't (laughs) tell you. So that was that I had for just like both of them as a unit. Everything else I could kind of piece out separately. Let's talk about (gasps) Betty because I – Personally, we'll have more fun talking about Judy. I agree. I agree I like them both. I like them both. And I will say they did age – and I've said this a thousand times, yeah. but they did age better than I thought. It is still very much feeding us mm-hmm. the characterization a little yes. bit, especially at the beginning. Later, it gets yeah. better. But at the beginning, it is very much like she is treated as the elder sister. I don't yes. know if it's confirmed she is or not. It just Ye- says she is the sister. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't thought, find anywhere. I, I thought, you assume you assume she's the older one. Yeah, I think she's meant she's the to be, mother hen. Yeah, I think it's those kind of things. And when she's talking to, so when you Judy's assume talking to she Phil is. about it. Yeah, but there's never there like no ages are mentioned. Yeah, that's true. Other than you know the casual comments of oh you're too young to be feeling such and such you know yeah health wise. So so yeah you you she sets up immediately as like you know mother mother hen taking care of mm-hmm. her sister taking care of things. She's like honest. Mm-hmm. And everything. So that that all is set up very quickly in juxtaposition with her sister. I do think that scene is very funny. Plays Uh-oh. very well. Mm-hmm. As much as spoon feedy it is. Yeah. And very tropey. It is fun to see her discover that her sister has like sent these famous people a letter in the guise of her brother. Well, yeah. Like it, that it, is still funny. <laughs> it automatically sets them up as as women, one who have jobs in the mm-hmm. 50s, which is a time when you're supposed to be a very nuclear family and well, like, and being a mom this and is also takes place earlier. Oh, that's true. That's the true. film it's takes still place like way vaudeville. earlier. Yeah, it's still vaudeville mm-hmm. and stuff. But you you see them have it's after the World War. Yes. You see them have like an agency because they're doing these things to get what they need. Like, I don't know, like mm-hmm. Judy doing that already gives them a kind of sense of control of their lives yeah. that some women don't have in in musicals and golden yes. age movies. So like I really appreciated that. And like oh, yeah. they're I mean, they bounce off each other. Like the dialogue is actually quite fun and quite witty at oh, times. For sure. Like a lot of what I what I was noticing is that the writing itself without those actors could mm-hmm. have been really flat. I yes. really think that like some of the staging this cast like, was great. <laughs> yeah. This cast was real good, guys. <laughs> yeah. But like Betty's like lines about angles and stuff as they're like scooting in to Bob, like mm-hmm. as you're saying, like we don't want it like disagreeing but coming closer together. Yes. Like that's just good like direction. Oh, for and sure. It, and the lines themselves aren't crazy, but it's what she does with them. Yes. That gives and- Betty character. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And yeah. with that too, I I wrote jokingly because right now the enemies to lovers trope is incredibly popular. Yes. In Mm -hmm. the year 2022. It is insanely popular. Yeah. So that moment felt like a taste of what enemies to lovers was. Oh, yeah. Then because I don't think that was much of a 
I don't I don't know. I could be entirely yeah. wrong, but I, I feel like that wasn't much of a trope that was as enjoyed in that time period. So it felt a little bit like I hate you so much, but mm, let's make yeah. up. Like yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. Like, like the tension is so high, and let's kiss. So yeah. that that's what it felt like a little bit to me. I don't know if it yeah. felt similar. Oh, for sure. To and you? It, it, it is something that, like, I've noticed as we were, like, listing out the Golden Age ones that we're doing, like, the idea of the 1950s musicals, there's two opposing forces that, like, spend the entire time getting together. And it's a lot of the times, not this so much this one, but a lot of times they were representing forces to, con- like, of unity. Like, mm-hmm. when we get to some, you'll see, like, the opposing sides of society or right. that kind of thing. But there, there is... I mean, enemies to lovers like <laughs> has is timeless, right? Timeless, right? Because they're and, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not like completely enemies to lovers, but like a taste, right? It is little, for sure. Like they're like we uh, They agree to disagree and are never going to see each other again. Yeah. So they toast so they to think. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they toast to it and are like, I don't Great. see the point Bang. of us arguing. Great. Done. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. And I enjoy that a lot. I love. So good. Yeah, it just cracked me up. There were some, following along, there were some continuity errors. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was just she had time to think about it. So this is a question for you. Yep. Was it Was it a plot point or was it <laughs> on purpose? <laughs> Round one. So originally, mm-hmm. she questions the heck out of Phil over yes. these tickets. She's mm-hmm. like, Bob would absolutely not give these to us. Mm-hmm. If he's gonna think that we need something from him, like, yeah, th- are you sure? Like, you, yeah, questioning him the entire, he is literally picking her up and like putting her putting out, the window, out the window, and she is still like, but are you sure? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which makes perfect sense for her character how she's yeah. built up. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. in the next shot, they see the men getting on the on the train, and they like mm-hmm. hide, They're like, oh no. Mm-hmm. And then the very next shot, they run up and she hugs everybody, and she's like, wow, thank you so much for the. The train tickets. This was phenomenal. And I was like, wait, what? So, India, was that a a plot problem or on purpose? I think the hiding in the dressing room was because they were in their nightgowns. Um, Fair, fair. But I do think that all of a sudden we're ignoring the fact that she knows for sure Bob did not. Like, I I think they, they play with how intelligent she is. And they, they play with how intuitive yes. she is a lot, which makes yeah. her really floppy at times as a character. Like, yeah, I think Judy's she's way smarter. Problems. No, Judy's, Judy's really Judy's consistent. Judy's pretty solid and consistent. Yeah. But Betty, they kind of like... They use her as a plot device a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I see that too, where she's like, all of a sudden okay. it's convenient for her to like be totally fine with the tickets, not trying to like hide because she knows they're not real. I, obviously, like you thank someone for it. But right. she she would have totally been like, thank you for the tickets. <laughs> yeah. Like, Excuse you, Phil. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, well, not the, yeah. That whole, so, yeah. The, so it's a little bit of both then is yeah. what I'm hearing. Yeah. I, I think it, yeah. I definitely think the hiding was because they were not dressed. Um, okay. Okay. And the amount of outfit, like, I still don't understand how they fit all their wardrobe in the, that luggage. I'm still a little Absolutely confused. Not. That was about, not real. That was not real. Yeah. The amount of the, outfits the they change into. Side note. Phenomenal. I would wear Oh yeah. All of Oh her of outfits. Judy's, Judy's, Judy's dresses. Yeah. Hands down. And honestly, all of both of them. Both of yeah. their outfits are stunning. Yeah. 
I just want her like black velvet pony club <gasps> dress. Oh, I just with the rhinestone it. gloves. Oh yeah. my god, I love it. Yeah, what a queen, what an icon. Costumes, <laughs> amazing, phenomenal. <laughs> it's just now they also go back and forth. Something that stays pretty consistent, which I do like. Something mm-hmm. to go off of the actors or the actress's mm-hmm. ability to mm-hmm. um, really portray this is something that she gets that not many other characters get, if mm-hmm. any of them. She has many moments of making decisions. Without speaking. Uh-huh. She has she has lots of shots where you see her either thinking about something, mm-hmm. um, deciding to do something, discovering something without mm-hmm. lines. Yeah. And not many of the other actors get that. A lot of the other actors talk their way through things. That's really cool and very enjoyable to see. Mm-hmm. And one of those first moments is right before uh, her sister comments that Betty is a slow mover with relationships. Yeah. Uh, is how she takes in Bob when Bob helps her off of the, oh, yeah. the train. Uh-huh. Um, the, like that little bounce. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you see there's so many layers where you see her enjoy it. Yeah. But you also see the wall <laughs> go up. Yeah. Which is very hard to do when you're in a train and being carried down. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, that's why I mean, she but like, did that very well. <laughs> Rosemary made Betty have a complete personality. Yes. When if you look at the page, had a whole arc. Yeah. Had if you look at the arc. page, it does not no. doesn't work. It's so, just plot devices. Yeah. On the page she's plot devices, and in real life, the way she acts that all out is really lovely to see. Something else I also enjoy about her character, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is her choice to um, deliver the lines this way, mm-hmm. or if this is how it was written. I'm not sure. But something I enjoyed way more than probably anybody else did was <laughs> when she laughs when she goes to get the the letter and the secretary has already read it. Yeah. And she thinks it's so funny. She's like, How do you how do you do this? Like, yep. do you do you tell it to a light? And she's yeah. like joking. She thinks it's funny. Yeah. You know, and that whole conversation. And someone who typically is typecast as like the mother hen mm-hmm. would also be kind of like like a hard ass. Yeah. You know, and she's not. She's still a a young, sweet, mm-hmm. fun-loving girl. She just has priorities. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Like that was a moment of joy for her. Mm-hmm. Like you see that moment of like enjoyment of someone that yeah. you don't get in like any of the rest of the movie. <laughs> no, no. O- outside of her being with her sister. But like well, yeah. it's just, yeah, it, it was really fun to see her just be fun and yeah. like not like immediately take offense or anything like that yeah. so it it really she wasn't just she wasn't playing this character as a like stock yeah character yeah you know which was fun so i enjoyed that moment a lot and that made me giggle a lot and i'm like who's gonna remember yeah. this from the movie <laughs> oh, I love that. well then we get to like one of the biggest use of plot device which is her not talking at any point about what actually happened on that phone call yes yes that is yeah yes that was Mm -hmm. infuriating so (laughs) yeah it's like no i don't believe it i don't believe it i no no and and they kind of it's like (laughs) yeah she made it work she made it work the best she could yeah um because there, there was these instances of Okay, and these are I'm reaching hard, my friends. Uh-huh. I am hard reaching to make mm-hmm. this work. So this mm-hmm. is definitely plot point issue mm-hmm. 
that they were desperately trying to cover. So it is also both things. It is a plot point issue and on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Where, okay, so she could tell her sister, but she doesn't because her sister immediately goes, what's wrong? You should eat something. No, but you should eat something. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Walks into the room. Bob, you should eat something. Nah, I'm fine. <laughs> yep. I don't want to do your damn song. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, yep. You know, and she had just been told to eat something the night before that yep. whole, like, harken back to that. Yep. So she's yep. having those emotions. Yep. So they're, they're kind of playing it as an emotion thing. And then, of yep. course, you have the, like, but they're going to end it together, Spoon. Yeah. Yep. Because she throws the music down. And mm-hmm. as she walks away, she unnecessarily knocks a chair. <laughs> I was just about to say, how do you and feel then, about the chair moment? <laughs> yeah. Well, here. So he does that. She does that. Walks mm-hmm. away. Yeah. He takes the music, throws it down, unnecessarily hits the piano. Yeah. Next frame, she slams the door. Next frame, he slams the door. Yeah. They are identical. Yeah. <laughs> they yep. are in these numbers. Yeah. Yep. So it was funny. Yep. But I'm like, wow, we are really, we yep. are really spoon feeding this. Don't yep. worry. Yeah. It's going to be They're going to end up together. They're going to be fine. Well, like, I, you know what? I could have... I could have suspended my disbelief enough to be like, she's not going to directly ask him. Yes. What I can't get over is her not talking to Judy about leaving. Yes. And I think they, once again, this is reaching my friends. This is mm-hmm. just the plot point issue that on purpose they tried to cover and it didn't do really well. So at night, Judy's trying to console her. Mm-hmm. Or not console, but talk to her and be like, you know, it's going to be so great. Mm-hmm. And what Judy is a is attempting to do is encourage her like you don't need to take care of me you can do what you want no because judy despite some of the intentions being a little off sometimes yeah she's not wrong yep about what she sees mm-hmm. in in betty and, yeah. and betty's desire for bob yeah so um like her saying that can be easily construed as oh okay so now you have just found out that someone that you fell in love with mm-hmm. is potentially lying yep. to a whole TV full of people yep. um, and, and making fun of this man down on his luck, mm-hmm. who was a sergeant in the army, which was a huge deal at the time. Yep. Okay. Now her sister is getting married and doesn't need her. Mm-hmm. And the act is broken up. Doesn't need her at all. Doesn't yep. need her in any sense. Yeah. So... I think they're really playing the she has no purpose. So yeah. why is she there? I think that's what they're trying to play on. Yeah. Does it play? No. Do I believe that I think it is less believable that Judy didn't notice her sister was crying? Yeah. Like, like it is more about the interaction. Yeah. That just... It is more believable to me that she left without saying anything mm-hmm. than Judy not noticing her sister is crying four feet from her. That's fair. Like, I can, okay, I can get on board with that. You know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. still both bad. They're both not great, but... Yeah, yeah. there's but, just something about her leaving with no... Like, it just yeah. feels like they made her childish all of a sudden when she yeah. was the, the more mature one. Yes, yes. And this is one of those things, like like you said, inconsistency yeah. plot points to try and... Yeah. yeah, To do that, So, which was super annoying. Um, yeah. And then the other thing that bothers me is, like, she mm-hmm. does leave a note, which I'm like, okay, thank, thank yeah. the heavens. Yeah. She's like, it explains everything. No, it doesn't. No, not at no, all. it doesn't. It does say, love you, have a great life. I'm mm-hmm. going to, I booked this gig, goodbye. Yeah. But not the real reason. So that was its own frustrations. Yeah. Um, so, but something, these last three bullet points were mm-hmm. so cool for me for her as a character. Mm-hmm. Okay. So coming up to my favorite Betty moment in the mm-hmm. entire movie, and she 
does these moments so well that it really caters to her acting a chops mm-hmm. as opposed to the writing. Mm-hmm. And something I did not really notice the first couple of times I watched this, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't until I was really digging in her character to see mm-hmm. why she wouldn't want to do this song. So once she sees Bob in the audience, she decides, she's like, wait, I can't do the song. Let's do something else. Let's do something. Like literally anything else. She yeah. will sing Blue Skies, anything. Anything. Yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. And like, no, it sounded great. And then she ends up doing it. She kills it. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Ugh, um, however, I did not know how deep that went into like really looking into her character. And that is so cool. And this is such a complex moment mm-hmm. for a female character. And I love it. I love it. I love I love the slow walk, like, up to when she, like, the defeated walk mm-hmm. as she walks up to the band. And then the lights come on and she's a performer. She's doing her job. She's getting mm-hmm. her bag. Mm-hmm. And she's going to she's gonna sing the hell out of this regardless of who's in the audience. And it, it's so cool because the song is Love You Didn't Do Right By Me. Mm-hmm. And she is overthinking this so hard, which is such a feminine thing to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. I isolate. Really yeah, Betty. she's overthinking so hard that this song is hitting too close to home. Mm-hmm. So it's like multiple layers. It's hitting too close to home because he's sitting right there mm-hmm. and she's going to think about him while she's singing Trying the song. Trying to perform. Yes. First time song, solo. Love, Bob. Yeah. You didn't yeah. do right by me, Bob. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is why she left and why she's there in the first place. Yep. But then there's the second layer of, oh my gosh, what if he knows? What if he mm-hmm. knows? And then, yes, mm-hmm. like you said, she's by herself for her first Yeah, time. like it's so many things. Like that's a, There's like, so many layers. <laughs> Even the idea of her not wanting to do it, like, I went back and forth of, like, did, she doesn't want to do it because it's too much. She doesn't want to do it because she actually likes him. Should she want to do it and be like, screw you? It's such a I, interesting yeah. thing. Because she doesn't go out hot and be like, oh, good, you're here. Let's no. go. <laughs> no. She she never, it seems like she never stopped having feelings from for him. Yeah. So that's, you know, it's. She had no closure. No, he went running, running on a train. She's like, goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, like that's please. That closer. And he's so, yeah, and he's so confused. He has no idea. Nobody knows what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that I don't know. It was I really enjoyed how natural she looked. Yeah. When she was up against that guy, and she's like, hey, let's sing literally anything else, and she's just throwing out ideas, and she's like, no, really, like it just felt so real and mm-hmm. organic and for her to have that that much of a complex moment in like mm-hmm. 10 seconds yeah before another phenomenal number mm-hmm. choreographed by the uncredited bob fossey himself yes. i mean you could tell kidding me oh, my oh God. for sure yeah baby so, bernardo like, is in it yeah. yes yes <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's just it was really cool i really really yeah. enjoyed that following that mm-hmm. there's one more fun yeah. moment before we yeah. get to yeah. another moment where she's acting without mm-hmm. and making choices without speaking mm-hmm. but she does have a fun moment where she goes and you know she's polite she goes and she says hi to him yeah. and everything and he's like i can't you know can i see you later without missing a beat this woman is like <laughs> i have a date i have a date not like rudely no. just no. like i can't Statement. Have a date. this is a fact <laughs> i have a date and not not like i'm busy i have a date yeah yeah and then he's like what about tomorrow i am busy all day goodbye you will be late. Goodbye. Yeah. Like, and putting that all yeah. on him. Yeah. She's putting it on him. You will be late. And that does, like, if you think about her as someone who chooses rather than to deal with things to, like, run from them, which 
she did by running away, yes. literally. And yes. in this moment, she's being polite. Like, she's not rude about it. She's not no. physically, like, trying to hide. She's not hiding. No. But she is actively going the other way. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's a really interesting personality trait where she is a strong strong's an overused word but like she's an independent woman but you yes. can tell that when she really wants something instead of allowing herself to have the full emotional moment she goes okay i'm not <laughs> and walks yes. away yes which my wall is, is up very, goodbye <laughs> yeah which is very relatable i think for a lot of people yes. like so i I do think that I've poked like at like some of the holes in the floppiness of her character, but I do think there is a consistency in that, that she is actively has a wallop where she won't allow herself to go past an emotional point. Yes. It's a control thing, you know, like she's in control of this moment because otherwise Mm -hmm. she might break down. Yes. And she doesn't want to do that. No. Because she's an independent one. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then it leads to... Another beautiful moment of her acting choices. There is a funny, very obviously like, hey, enjoy watching the TV moment. (laughs) (laughs) That makes zero sense. In in her her, like like, gown as she's watching the Ed Sullivan show. And like they're all like everybody in the scene is like, yay, having a great time. And I'm like, okay. But then it cuts to a moment where he's done singing and then Bob explains what he's really doing. Yeah. And she, in one very tight shot, as mm-hmm. they zoom into her, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you see her do so many things at once. She goes through so many emotions. Yes. She discovers the real intentions. She puts all the pieces together and she makes the decision to return. And you can see that in her face. And that makes Rosemary such a good actress yep. of that time to be given nothing to say in lines where she has been a plot device this whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for, for you to like, be able to completely understand what she is thinking. It's so good. Is beautiful. It's a stunning um, yes. moment of cinema. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and I don't know. I really enjoy that because, like, mm-hmm. the men don't really get that either. They are not no. given that opportunity. She is able to do that. So I noticed props too. that kind of weight difference when Bob was talking so much at the table at the Pony Club. And I went, man. She doesn't really get any lines in nope. in this moment. She gets like maybe one or two and then a couple one word answers. But like mm-hmm. it's mainly him talking, which I mean, obviously she's still upset with him. But like, yeah, I think that's a consi- like tracking it. Like they really give very little lines to the female her. characters and her. Judy even less. Judy. <laughs> well, I would well, I would argue Judy has more. Her and Phil talk a lot. That's right. They And she has significantly more agency. With him. Yeah, Granted, it's a whole different relationship, which yeah. we're going to talk about next. Um, but yeah, that's it's part of me is like, ah, did they do this because they didn't want to give her lines? But like the the way she delivers those moments are, mm-hmm. is so, so good. Yeah. And something I am disappointed about. Okay. Before we go back to great things. Yeah. Is very obviously after she has this moment where she decided to come back, mm-hmm. you can tell. By how she greets Judy. Judy expected her. Judy was mm-hmm. anticipating her. So mm-hmm. clearly they've spoken. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I am disappointed in that we didn't get to see. I agree. See that phone call. Yeah. See that telegram. See whatever, whatever. It could have been a minute and a half scene. Yeah. Not even. Of uh, like apologies and everything yeah. for them both to have that closure. And I am disappointed that that didn't happen. And I know yeah. that didn't happen because it's about the men. But yeah, that, I mean, that, I think that would have been a really it cool because that's yeah, that's one of like there's not a scene that they get together that isn't a very specific plot device. In yes, it. like you you have to gain something for the plot 
plots. I mean, like, and every scene has plot in it, but of course, of course, we could have very easily had a scene of them being sisters, and the first one's the closest one we get in the dressing room. Mm -hmm. But we're setting up the joke of her sending the letter. Like, there's not character development moments for the women as much as like the entire dressing room scene for the men, which is a one shot and awesome. Oh yeah, full like character development. You, you. I mean, you're harping on the fact that Bob doesn't want to date for like a couple minutes. Yes. you know, like like it's it's more than just the plot device right. in that moment. So like we don't get that kind of meatier character work. Yeah, and and I understand they probably wanted to make it a surprise that she shows up in the end. Yeah, but it would be really it would have been fun to have that phone call, mm-hmm. have the. Both of them stumbling over sorries to each other and then yeah. Betty being like, I can fix this. Let me tell you my plan. Yeah. Fade to black, fade to whatever the next scene is. You know? Yeah. So that was a that was a bummer that I I didn't like. But, you know, it's not the end of the world. I just would have liked to see it. Yeah. Everything's just fine again. You know, like everything's yes. like it's yeah. Yes. I did enjoy though that in the end, when they do get together, mm-hmm. it is her choice. Yep. She is the one who brings the white knight gift, which was he was kind of referring to himself as that yeah. for mm-hmm. very casually throughout the movie. So for her to bring that to him as a and it's very open ended. Yeah. It's not like we're getting married. It's not like. No, yeah. It's like but, you have the reconciliation also without mm-hmm. a conversation. Yes. You have it with like a moment. Yeah. You know? And they do it again. He yeah. opens it and he looks at her holding it in a question mm-hmm. yeah. and she responds with her face again, yep. like mm-hmm. the icon she is. And you see it. Yeah. You see her look and she's so confident and she just nods and you know. She's like, yeah. I made this decision. This was my choice. Yep. And I'm he back. gets that confirmation. Mm-hmm. Consent was had. Yep. Let's make up behind this tree in front of my entire like, <laughs> right, just battalion. Thank you. <laughs> On set, middle of in, a song. In front of children. Yes, please. Yep. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That, but I did I did like that. I did like that it was very consensual. Mm-hmm. It was her choice to reconcile that. Yeah. So overall, I, I think you're right. I think she's the one who made this character who could have been entirely plot devices, made her yeah. more dynamic. Yeah. Gave her a lot more personality, even just like with the tone of voice and some of the one-liners they do give her. Yes. Um, one of my favorites is, uh, what is this? The best two out of three at yes. the end of like the dance number, the best things <laughs> number. Yeah. Uh, so like there are those little things that you get to add some personality and um, a little bit of sass in it that I really enjoy. But it's still a fun like archetypes are used a lot in oh, Golden sure. Age musicals. But this one at least felt a little bit more because of the performers. It felt a little yes. bit more full. Well, and what was interesting to me is there wasn't a typical ingenue. Yeah. I say that weirdly because they're really like they're they leading ladies. Like, yeah, yeah. But they didn't feel like ingenues. Judy has moments where like you could have made her a femme fatale but you didn't yeah you made her like she's this cool be- like, okay like she, judy it's, the, it, i don't um, know they're they're really they're they're yeah quite dimensional characters yeah um but we can dive right into judy because yes. i am so excited for her. <laughs> so much i knew i liked her and then like d- diving deep more into her like and watching her character arc i'm like mm-hmm. she has so much agency in what she does and yes. so much personality and tact like she yes. uses different tactics to get what she wants mm-hmm. and, and she's smart and so she's consistent smart. Yeah. she is consistent yeah and that's what makes her a little bit of a stronger character 
And that is partially like I think Vera's dance background because her presence, you just look at her. Oh, yeah. The way she holds herself. Yeah. Everybody's on the screen and you're looking at her. <laughs> yeah. They hired yeah. that, like, they hired her partner to be, like, her dance partner. And, like, I never look at him. I just no. don't. He's doing great. But, like, oh, I never. phenomenal. I have to actively be like, oh, what's he doing? To concentrate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's just so, she is has so much control of her body. Yeah. So, um, and you can see that confidence come out mm-hmm. in Judy, which yeah. I think works so, so well, you know, mm-hmm. like going back to the beginning and mm-hmm. going through her, you know, not even telling her sister, just going ahead and doing it. Ballsy. Lies to these huge producers. Yes. <laughs> Could easily have been found out. You yes. know, like one, yes. one letter to their brother, one right. like anything. <laughs> and the whole thing could have been ruined. And then she's like, great. And it's going to be awesome. Like <laughs> one for each of us. And, he, and, and, <laughs> and Betty's like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, but like. Who cares which one's which? Because, like, they're both famous. Yeah. <laughs> a queen. I love it so An icon. Much. Yeah. <laughs> She's here to have a good time. She's here to have oh, a yeah. And she is also here to get business done. Unlike yeah. Phil. Phil's like, I want to sit at dinner. Specifically, I want to sit at dinner with a pretty lady. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily want to yeah. get with them. He just wants to enjoy the company of yeah. a pretty lady. Yeah. Um. She's like, nah, I mm-hmm. am having my cake and eating it, too. Yep. I would like to enjoy the company of these famous men. Yeah. And I would also like my business questions answered. So she immediately well, like, sits down at the table and is like, what can we do about our act? What yeah. should we do next? Here what should like, we do this? Business. Yes. Yeah. She's all business, getting the answers yes. from these like stars. Yes. And then like totally. But she just she, lied to. Right. Yeah. D- no apology <laughs> at no. all. No acknowledgement. No. no. Um, <laughs> But she does like she does that, and then they go dancing, which is really mm-hmm. sweet. And then she actively is like, "Look at those two. And I'm like, at one point, like from beginning, like she had to have known that by pushing those two together with Phil, she now gets mm-hmm. closer to Phil. Oh, for sure. Like I do not believe that that was an accident. No, like <laughs> she absolutely not <laughs> has her a her cake and eats it too. Like the whole yes. movie. Yes, the whole, it's <laughs> I love it, it so is. But and that's why I think she has she's given more. To say and do, because, yeah. you know, they're like, plotting. She literally looks at Phil during one point and she's like, on the train. And she's like, your strategy is a little obvious. <laughs> like, yeah. straight to yeah, his face. Judges <laughs> him for his yes. work. Like, let me show you what I can do. Yes. And and <laughs> this is this is when it gets cool, because originally he was the one who's kind of plotting things. Yeah. And that's the moment once she's on his side, because he's mm-hmm. the one who gets them all in Vermont. Yeah. Right. But from that moment forward, it's her. Oh, and yeah. The thing that's interesting is it's them together, mm-hmm. but she's the one who has the final say. So yep. he brings up the idea. He's like, oh, man, uh, we've just discovered this end is owned by, like, a, mm-hmm. you know, the sergeant, very personal. He's yep. having her time. I really need to fix this. And he's throwing out all these ideas. And she is part of that conversation. It is not yep. him saying it to her, like mm-hmm. at her, rather. They're having it together. He is having that discussion. And then she's like, Wallace and Davis, here's the solution to your problems. Yeah. And it takes a little bit because he's, a little dense. We yeah. love him, but that's his character. Yeah. It's not that. Oh, he's what's great. great is, he. It's not that he's not listening to her. It's that he's mm-hmm. a little. He's a little blonde. Yeah. Because yep. once she's like, no, this is what I mean, sweetie. He's like, oh, brilliant, love that, great. Yep. <laughs> yep. And that's something that Betty doesn't get. Yeah. Whereas Judy gets from that moment forward. Every yep. other idea he has is her. It is planned with her. Yeah. So he's like, I have this. He brings the problem to her, mm-hmm. discusses options, and then she's mm-hmm. like, this one. Yeah. You know, and and it's a conversation. It's not a I'm talking 
at you. I'm not talking at you about food yeah. that will change your dreams. I'm not yep. talking at you about the show I want you to be involved in. Yeah. It is a conversation. And that's what makes it so different. Um, mm-hmm. I do giggle a lot when they set up, heavily set up that midnight snack conversation. Yes. And then they sit and watch them kiss for the first time. And they're like, yay, we did yay. it. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Yeah, that like. <laughs> like immediately became five-year-olds. Like immediately yeah, became creepers. like middle-aged yeah. kids. Like, yeah. It's, well, it's so charming. They're both like, they're set up as the ingenues, but they're, they feel like grown-ass adults. Like, yeah. you yeah, know, it's like they're, they're, they're just so charming together. Yes. And because they're both sweet, but they're both like naive and gullible, but they're also mm-hmm. both very smart and, and talented. Like I. Yes. I don't mind. Like, Betty does disappear, like, half of the movie because we're watching Vera Ellen dance <laughs> Yes, so much of this movie. And I'm right. not mad. Like, no. Like, it's Not at all. Like, honestly, she upstages a lot of them for yeah. many moments. And yeah. and it's so interesting because, like, I, I really enjoy how comfortable they are. And I know I mentioned this at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But I love how comfortable they are, they are with each other. And something that I wanted to see what you thought of it uh-huh. is they very clearly have a chemistry. Mm-hmm. You see them on the way they interact with each other, the way that she's so casually – and they both do it to each other. So casually puts an arm on an elbow. Mm-hmm. Like they both are so comfortable with doing that to each other and just – and it feels intimate. It feels like they have a connection, mm-hmm. you know. And the way they deliver lines to each other just feels mm-hmm. so natural and fun. And I enjoy that a ton. I, can't, I, I don't know if they're playing it off as being so innocent because clearly they haven't kissed until the sergeant makes them. So. Yes. Bill yes. is very much like a. I like to enjoy the pretty ladies by looking at them. Yeah, but I, I don't am too do... nervous. I'm too nervous to touch them. You yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so which is very innocent and cute. So I don't know yeah. if it's like they were playing very hard on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, I don't know how much of a romantic chemistry they have. Mm. But their chemistry in general is phenomenal. But I wanted to see if you thought that as well. If if do. Did you think they yeah. had, like, a good romance chemistry? Or I think, did I just pick up the wrong things? I think the only time – I think the reason why you lose it is because you don't see them dance together after the first initial dance. And when they – They don't do it very much after, yeah. No. They do, when, like, little bits. They have moments, because, yeah, but it's and not like, a full thing. She has her other partner, like, the dance guy. Like, they have her like, – Right. So I think – It's the, their rehearsing where it's that, yeah. Yeah. The only time you see a romantic spark is in the best things happen while you're dancing. And I think they do it yeah. really well. But oh, I agree phenomenal. that their chemistry becomes very bantery and that you want the and them to end up together, but it's yeah. not romantic. It's very like of the minds, quirky, fun, and you yeah. want them to be together. Like they're gonna be a hoot oh, of parties. For sure. You know? Oh, oh, absolutely. Inviting um, them to everyone. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, they're definitely coming. Uh but I think one of the reasons why you miss it is they don't dance together. And that's when they the spark hit. And then after mm-hmm. that, it's all plotting. So you don't see it's her. The scene that I cannot get over with her is the leading him to say that they will get engaged as a last ritual. Oh, my gosh. I love that scene so much. And I it's think that so is so good. powerful for that time period. Yes. Because this is a woman who is confident in who she is. Mm-hmm. She is confident in her sexuality. Mm-hmm. And what really set me off and like like I, I was really paying attention to, she puts her hand on his inner <gasps> yes! thigh and does not move it the whole time. Yep. She backs this man into a corner. Now – 
it's not in a way because she is being very sweet about it. She is mm-hmm. not pushing the boundaries. Yeah. Her hand does not move from that spot. It does not yeah. get closer to anything. It, yeah. She does not like grab it's not it. It's predatory. No, it is yeah. just these are my intentions mm-hmm. and I'm making them very clear to you because even if she does not keep going when he's like, yeah. we will only kiss if it is absolutely necessary. Yeah. It's not like she still continues. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was so cool because she is so cool, especially at that time period because mm-hmm. that's normally a femme fatale mm-hmm. kind of thing. But no, mm-hmm. she is not that. No, she's supposed all. to be the like young sister. Yeah. And like, I mean, she gets right up in his face. Like she mm-hmm. is, she is making the first move yes. multiple times. Yes. And awaiting his response and watching him like slowly, but as she's like chasing, like it's just so. And that's that physical comedy that works so well, yeah. well because he is such a physical actor. And yeah. I don't think it would have done well yeah. had it not been somebody like that because you do get her very slinky, confident mm-hmm. movements and yeah. he. Can confidently, yeah, flail, you know, flail himself <laughs> out of the way, and it's funny and silly, and we all laugh, yeah, yeah. you know. But and the immediate she turn, is so good, yes. Of like, I would like, do you, do you think I'm some girl who just goes throwing myself at? Like, I'm like, yeah, oh girl, well done. It was well done, so good. And yeah. That that scene is a work of art. I think yeah. it is very ahead of its time, yeah. Especially in the other musicals that we're going to talk about, yeah, like. This is very modern. Yeah, she she bounces <laughs> like she has the femme fatale moment. She has the naive innocent moment. She ha- like she's mm-hmm. just so much smarter than she lets on. Like it, she is so complex and fun. But back to my point, like that moment, there's no romantic chemistry as much as she's like pushing it. Yes, um, but yes. you want them their personalities to you end still up want together. them together. Yeah, yeah you still yeah. want them together. Yeah, it's not overly romantic as much as it is. You're like those two are great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they definitely have a screen chemistry. Yes, yeah. where it w- I would have loved to see them in more movies together. I know, and like even you know, when when he kisses her, like the way he kisses her, he's like very quick, and she's like like sinks and like sinks off, like she mm-hmm. makes it romantic as he's like just not a romantic person. Yeah. In it. <laughs> so it like it's just so it's great. Yeah, it's so well it, done. It plays really well. And yeah, yeah, she's. I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I also enjoy that something that she gets that Betty doesn't is mm-hmm. you get a little more of the sister vibes from mm. from Judy. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is she knows her sister inside and out. Yeah. She knew from the start. She's like, this is the man. From as she kept going, like, she's still in love with him, but she has walls up. And she brings it up a couple times mm-hmm. where she's like, I know her. She's doing this to herself. Yeah. She just needs time. And – those things, like, she's not wrong. Yeah. She, however, some of the conclusions she jumps to are also not wrong. Like, yeah. her thinking, oh, if, you know, that that's not a, that's not, that's a totally logical leap to say, okay, my sister is so worried about me and everything. Like, I want her to be happy. Like, she didn't even do this for her. She's doing this for her sister. Yeah. To be like, if I'm off the table, then maybe she'll finally just be with this guy who yeah. I can obviously see she wants yeah. to be with. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and so her having those moments where she has that such fierce loyalty to her sister, mm-hmm. but not having the whole picture. Yeah. And making the slight mistakes of, oh, this is what she wants, so I'll make this happen. And yeah. that misunderstanding 
of that conversation at night, you know, yeah. which I d- definitely don't believe that she didn't notice that her sister oh. was crying. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. But besides that, very clear plot hole. Um, yeah. That was not on purpose. That was a very bad plot hole. Yeah. <laughs> they, that's so common. That's so common mm-hmm. for like well-intentioned. I know this person so well, but the one piece that is yeah. missing makes you unintentionally sink the nail in yeah. harder, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that that kind that of really misunderstanding cool. is like the best kind of writing where it's like you yes. believe it character wise. You're just yes. like you're just off a little bit. Yes. And it's not that she's done anything wrong because she doesn't know. Like all of her all of her choices make sense. Yeah. And are right from her point of view. Yeah. And you're not mad at her for it. Oh, no, no. You, you're rooting her on the whole time. You're like, oh, so close. Backfired. Yeah. Backfired. <laughs> yeah. It's just. Yeah. Like even even harken way back to the beginning of the movie where she's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, they're in love. And Phil's like, uh, you sure? Like, and no. like they're mad at each other. Nope. She was right. She's decided that they're going to end up together at the <laughs> yeah. first dance with Phil and yes. makes it happen. <laughs> like She is the, pl- the driving force of this <laughs> yes. movie. Let's I be real. Love it. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, th- and then the devastating moment. When she and this is the last bit, so because I'm yeah. so mad that she doesn't get anything really after this a whole yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, she's devastated that Betty leaves. Yeah, she's devastated, and I yeah, don't blame her. Like she, you see the, it's her fault. Yeah, you know the the classic like sister best friend, mm-hmm. and, you know that trope of it's yeah, of course yeah. you blame yourself. Yeah. So um, but something that I thought was really beautiful for I, the the director to make this choice mm-hmm. was as they put the letter up. And mm-hmm. Judy is reading it. They're playing in the background on the piano, sisters, yeah, um, very softly. And I thought that was very moving. It was mm-hmm. really pretty, very well done stylistically, and really hit that impact so that when she did run off crying, it did not feel left field. Yeah. It felt right. It felt yeah. like Bob was not lashing out. He was a little bit, but he wasn't yeah. like inte- – he wasn't saying anything to make her cry, if yeah. that makes sense. The whole like, situation was- made her cry. Yes, yes. Her mm-hmm. saying those things – or him saying those things put into perspective yeah. what she had done, yeah. you know? And then, of course, they come back at the end and they have a beautiful dance yeah. and everything as well. Yeah. Uh, but I Are they really still engaged? Character. Are they not engaged? Uh, truly. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Plot point? But we, <laughs> never, <laughs> plot we, never, we never get a conversation of Betty being like, do you like Phil? Yeah, like, no. We never get that conversation no, that. at all. No. But I, I am still glad as much as those moments are a bummer because this was written about the men. Yeah. I truly do enjoy. They are two, especially Judy, Betty still, but yeah. they both are very like rounded characters for this yeah. time period and did a really phenomenal job portraying them and making them more than they could have been because they could have just been simple foils that were like silly, yeah. but they really weren't. Yeah. No, I was really impressed just getting to know how independent, they, like how much agency they had in what they did. Yeah. And I want to track as we go through, like in 50s sitcoms, it was the housewife. It was the mm-hmm. motherhood was the ultimate. You don't have a job once you're a mom, like all those things. Right. So I, I want to track as we go through, like how many women in musicals are have agency or have yeah. independence or have jobs because I there might be a contrast to TV in oh, for this sure. as I'm thinking through. So I just want to track that for ourselves because these two women yeah. had jobs. They made their yeah. own decisions. 
Mm-hmm. And there was no like talk of children, really. Like there was no other there than was. like. Well, Phil has like nine children, 45 minutes all to myself, right? Yes. And then he asks, Betty also wants children. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. There is a conversation. And Bob wants children. So he's. he. That's how they can, Yeah. That's how. That, that's when he's like. Bob's like, you're pushing. Oh, as that's, he's right. To like, that's right. That's yeah. right. Okay. At the, beginning, there was, yeah, at the beginning, there's some mentions mm-hmm. of it and stuff, but it doesn't end in the marriage. So that's kind of cool. We like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm really glad this movie aged as well as it did. And yeah. I had a blast. I hope our listeners, I hope you guys are mm-hmm. not too mad at us for stringing out Christmas a little bit longer. Yes. But this was really fun. Yes. <laughs> and I will say that in the after hours, I'm going to spend some time ranting about the Broadway version. Yes. That yes. didn't come out until 2008. So yes, it had a while to figure itself out, and I think they went about so many things wrong, <laughs> especially with Judy, who we all know and love, Ugh. because her character so completely changes. Yes, her oh. character completely changes in the Broadway that. musical. So hate that. It's very upsetting. So movie, Golden Age musical movie, much better. Go to that. That's honestly crown the show now. The fact yeah. that it's better. <laughs> in the golden age than it is now like, yeah. like wow. yikes what happened <laughs> yeah it's a little yikesy but they're also like what sucks is you can't listen to the soundtrack of the movie there is no soundtrack because rosemary clooney was on contract with columbia records so yeah. she couldn't so you can't even, like you can you have to piece it together so you have to just watch <laughs> you have to watch the movie that's the only place you can listen yeah. to her and bob sing together and that's one of the 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 big things about it too is like it is the only way to consume yeah this show is in its true form and that's i mean beautiful like christmas yeah it is beautiful and that's i think that's why it it has stayed alive for so long and and been so popular and yeah we'll talk about white christmas also in the after hours of the original song and Mm -hmm. why that was written but enough about talking about what we're talking about after hours because we don't want to spoil the whole thing just go ahead and sign up on our patreon Mm -hmm. queen tier like queen judy uh, to see that (laughs) so yeah is there anything else you wanted to, to add uh (laughs) <laughs> well, may, Merry Christmas and whatever other holidays you yes. may celebrate in the season. Uh, I, hope I hope your Christmas was, was I bright. I hope your <laughs> New Year's was great. Yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. It's 2023. Yeah. Woo. Woo. I love talking to future you. Right. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. And we will see you next time for our next Golden Age musical. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Damsels in Dialogue. Tune in next week as we jump to New York City where Miss Sarah Brown tries to save our souls and Miss Adelaide laments over her crap game running man in Guys and Dolls. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you can help us reach even more listeners by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a rating or a comment on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you are listening. If you want to join us for even more discussions and opinions about White Christmas or any of our episodes, head over to our Patreon. There you can support the podcast and unlock an entire library of exclusive after-hour video podcasts with a new one arriving each month. You can also unlock research notes, bloopers, and more. Follow us on social media and at our website on damselsanddialogue.podbean.com. Until next time, this has been Damsels and Dialogue. Have a nice day. This podcast episode is sponsored by Royal Princess Parties, LLC, and is produced by Hello Out There Audio, part of Hello Out There Productions. Hello Out There Productions.